If you feel any tension in the belly, soften around it, invite that tension to let go. Same with the center of the chest, the heart space. If you feel like you're holding any tension there, just invite it, allow it to soften. Though of course, softening can't be forced. And then now beginning the body scan proper, please bring your awareness to the very top of your head. And just notice whatever sensations you can notice there. Not trying to change anything. Not trying to feel a particular way. Just noticing what there is to notice. Let your awareness move a little bit around the top of the head, not staying fixed in one spot, but just scanning the top, the crown of your skull, noticing how the sensations may be different in different locations and how the sensations even when one location may shift if only subtly, moment by moment. Let your awareness now scan down the center line of your skull, down to the backside. So from the very top of the head to the bottom of your hairline, following the center line, where the two halves of your skull come together. Just notice as you move your awareness slowly down that center line, whatever sensations you encounter as you go. And now starting on that center line, scan the right half of the top of your skull, all the way down to the hairline. So just the right side of the part of your head that is covered by hair, or maybe used to be covered by hair, if it's not all there still. And now do the same with the left part of your skull where your hair is located. 
noticing the different kinds of sensations, pulsing, warmth, prickliness, itchiness. You don't need to name them, just notice them. And as you notice each each sensation, just note and then move on, letting the sensation you've noticed go, moving on to whatever else there may be to notice. Now please bring your awareness to your forehead. Note the sensations there. And the key is whatever sensations you encounter during this scan, pleasant or unpleasant. Once you notice, just let it go and move on to whatever else there may be to notice in each area that we pause upon. Now please move your awareness to your right temple. And what do you feel there? I should add that there are spots in the body where some of you may not feel much of anything at all. And that's totally fine. Just feel the absence of sensation. If that's the case, there's nothing wrong if you can't feel something. Now please move your awareness to your right eyeball and the soft tissue around your right eye. And now your left eye and the soft tissue around your left eye. Like we do when we follow the breath in the nose, Let your awareness become as granular and as intimate as possible, noting the finest shades of sensation, but not getting stuck with anyone, noting, letting go, moving on to the next sensation.
Now bring your awareness to your left temple. And now your left jaw muscle or your upper and lower jaw connect on the left side. What do you feel there? And remember that if you find yourself getting lost in tension, feeling deeply uncomfortable, you can try breathing into the part of the body that you're scanning. Breathe into the sensations, oxygenate them. Feel them, but breathe into them. And now go around over to your right jaw muscle. Let's explore in the mouth and just feel the gums, the sensations in the whole cavity of the mouth. What do you feel on the upper part of the mouth? The part of the mouth that's below your tongue. And then notice how your tongue is situated in your mouth. And see if you can feel any sensations or perhaps any tension in the tip of the tongue. In the middle of the tongue. and in the back end of the tongue, where it disappears down the throat. Now please bring your awareness to your lips. Perhaps you feel some moisture or conversely some dryness. Perhaps some tension. Or some pleasant sensations. Perhaps the traces of the smile that was on your face earlier.
Please bring your awareness now to your throat, the front part of your neck, to the throat area. Just notice whatever sensations there are up and down the front side of your neck. And remember, when you notice tension, notice it, but then let it go by moving on to another spot. And letting go in this case doesn't mean trying to make the sensation go away, but very simply just moving your awareness to another location. Circle around to the back of the neck now and feel whatever sensations you feel back there from where your neck connects with your skull down to the shoulders. Now, starting with the right shoulder socket, please scan the upper part of your arm, biceps, triceps, shoulder muscle. your right elbow on both sides, the inner elbow, the outer elbow. Your right forearm. The wrist, what do you feel in the wrist? Any even subtle holding or tension? Any other sensations? The back side of your right hand. What sensations do you feel along the skin of the back side of your hand? How does the air in the room you're in feel on your skin there? And now the palm of your right hand.
And now starting with your little finger, just notice the sensations in each of your fingers, starting with the little one, moving all the way to the thumb. And now just feel the hand as a whole, the right hand as a whole. And let your awareness sweep out the tips of your fingers into the room you're in. And then now let the awareness settle back in your left shoulder socket. And please scan the sensations in your upper left arm biceps, triceps, shoulder muscle. Your left elbow, inner and outer. your left forearm, your left wrist, And then the back side of your left hand, the sensations on the skin and the quality of the air in the room on that skin. And now your left palm. Where is there tension? Where is there not? What other kinds of sensations do you feel in your left palm? Now please scan your fingers of your left hand, starting with your pinky, moving to your thumb. And remember, we're not trying to feel any way, not to change anything, we're just coming home to how we're actually feeling right now.
feel just your whole left hand as a whole, the solidity of it. And let your awareness sweep out the fingertips into the room. And please now let that awareness settle in the center of your chest, in your sternum or breastbone area. Feel how the breastbone moves with the breath and the sensations produced by that movement. Feel whatever other sensations there may be in this area. And remember not to get sucked too deeply into any particular sensations, especially uncomfortable ones. Notice, let go, move on. Now let your awareness scan your right rib cage starting with the breastbone and just moving outwards from that center line. Feel how the rib cage expands as you breathe, contracts as you exhale. Which ribs move, which ones don't, where is there tension, and whatever else there may be to feel. Now please do the same with the left half of your rib cage, starting with the breastbone sweeping leftward. Now let your awareness circle around to your backside and settle in between your shoulder blades. And just feel the sensations there in the center of your upper back between where your two shoulder blades are located. Just feel the sensations in and around this area. The muscles up and down that run along the spine up there. Also a tissue that moves underneath the shoulder blades. Feel how the breath affects the sensations here.
Now let your awareness run down the spine, slowly sensing whatever there is in the connective tissue and the muscles in and around the spinal column. until you get to the lower back. And then let your awareness settle in the muscles on either side of the spine in the lower back. Can you feel any movement here associated with the breath? Any slight expansion of the lower back as you breathe in? Now let your awareness scan the right side of your lower back, starting with the lower spine and then moving out to the muscles that connect with your hips. This can be a good place to try breathing into tension if you encounter any. By breathing in, I don't mean manipulating the breath. I mean just visualizing the breath being drawn into this area. Feeling this area aerated. Now please bring your awareness to the left side of your lower back just feeling what there is to feel. Now please circle back around to the front and bring your awareness to your diaphragm, which is just below the bottom of your rib cage. Just feel the muscles of your upper abdomen. Feel how this area moves or doesn't move so freely as you breathe. Just soften your awareness around any tension or holding you may encounter. And now please bring your awareness to your belly as a whole. And just notice all the different things the belly can feel.
And just let your awareness settle here in the lower belly. Follow the breath as the belly moves. And if you encounter any tension or holding, just soften around it. Okay, everyone. So that is just a half a body scan, but I didn't want to take up the whole hour um, trying to get the, the legs in, but you get the idea. And it'd be easy for you to complete this later if you wanted to. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, it may be that actually what I said before the sitting began is enough when it comes to tips for working with difficult sensations. I think it's really a feel thing, feeling how, um, how not to get like sucked into unpleasant sensations, which actually it's very easy to get sucked into because they often do carry an emotional charge. So there's often tension, really difficult feeling there precisely because it's carrying some kind of emotional history. And so it'd be very, it's very understandable that when the awareness gets near it, it's a little bit like a black hole, right? It sucks you in, it wants you to dwell on it, even if it's unpleasant. Um, and so um, learning how to sort of soften, widen, dilate your awareness, um, to notice, not to push it away, to notice, but not to notice in a way that where you're just getting lost in it. And that's really, it's really the art of, of all kind of um, awareness practice. And I think I just, this, this really connects beautifully. One of the reasons I quoted the Ayakema um, lines that I did in my email is because, I mean, I think what she says is obviously, I think, correct, but I just never quite thought of it this way. It's like one of the powers of this meditation is that it shows you how to let go in a really simple, practical way, which is just move your awareness right? You're aware of one thing and you let go of it and you move it somewhere else, which is, I think, so much easier to do and to understand than the usual cue of just let go. Like, what does that mean? You know, so I think that's why a lot of people, when they say like, you know, hear the cue, like let go of that sensation, I think they kind of either don't know what to do or they try to push it away. They're like, okay, I must, that must mean like get rid of the sensation in some way, even though, you know, don't know quite know how to do that. But, um, but this isn't actually letting go simply means just move somewhere else. Um, and it's actually the same reason that following the breath is such a powerful practice because anytime a thought or a sensation or emotion hooks you, the power of the practice simply you let go by coming back to the breath. You just, by coming back to the breath, that is all letting go is. Because what that sensation or the difficult thought or emotion wants to do is to keep your attention and then have you running off into some kind of train of thinking or feeling. Um, so I just like that. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the reasons why people find body scans one of the easiest, most natural practices. It's one of the, the go-to practices for beginners. You know, um, whenever I lead meditations with groups that have never meditated before, I often do a body scan because it's just kind of like, it, it kind of 
more likely to um, to have a people can sort of get it. They they sort of feel what it's, it it does something in a way that really feels feels beneficial to them. Um, so um, anyway, I'm going to pause and just open the floor in case anyone would like to say anything. I um I, I I that's the first time I've had um so clearly done for me with you is to do the individual size of the body. For some reason that really worked for me because I for me my two sides of my body are very very different. I'm very asymmetrical. And so I can't treat the right side like the left or vice versa and Sometimes what I have a tendency to do is where it hurts either physical or mental, I'll go in there and like you said, I'll go right where it's the most tender and go in there and think that that's gonna release it. It's like rolling on a tennis ball and just getting to the heart part. But a lot of times it's going around it that will release the inside hurt part. And when you went to the lower back, right side or left, actually either one, and to feel that space in there, for some reason, I have access to my deep belly breathing. For some reason that really, I can really go there and let that be a release for me. So by going to the deep belly, I got to the back in that same way of going not to where it was tight, but going to a place around it. And so that in a way helped the space increase in my back and, and that worked for both sides. So that 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 kind of um, non-direct focus really helped me in terms of releasing, yeah. And that's all really wonderful, Sylvia. Thank you for saying that. Um, I'm, I'm glad, I, I, I usually do it in a sort of more general way. And I actually think it is more effective when you're really specific in this way, like part by part, side by side. Um, and um, I actually, one of the things you learn through this practice over time is how actually different parts of the body, sometimes radically disconnected parts of the body are intimately connected. Like if the heart space feels tight, often actually for me, it's when I soften the belly that the heart will open. Um, or you realize that actually like something in your you know, buttock is actually like really affecting your neck, you know, things like that. You sort of start to see the connections just physically and then also psychologically, like, you know, why you, know, you start to get almost sometimes flashes, oh, like that tension is carrying this kind of fear or that anger. And you don't have to think about it. It's just like, it's just there if it's, and, and then you realize that, oh, what seemed like just a, a soreness or a tightness was actually like a place I'm carrying some anxiety or fear too. So it's really interesting, the insights can come. This is actually an insight practice. Um, and so, but it's nice because it, it's not highfalutin. It's just like, look at the body, you know, yeah. Hi, Bernie. Hi, Jim. Um, it's good to follow Sylvia because I, I do something similar. When I notice something that feels tense or tight, I tend to move towards it and move into it. 
it's almost like I have this bias that to really understand something, you have to closely examine it and therefore be really proximal to it and very close to it. And I, I, today was really helpful because I found myself playing with the distance and it just occurred to me that um, sometimes you can see things more clearly from afar. And so this idea of scrutiny, I think for me tends to, uh, you called it the spotlight. Well, sometimes that can clarify things. Like if I get a little granular, I can see things more closely, but other times it really increases the tension. So I think it was just interesting for me to kind of play with that and realize that we probably carry this bias that in our lives, like get a little closer, you'll see what's really there, you'll get a better view. So it's interesting for me in that way. Thank you, Jim. It reminds me of a line from Ruth Ozeki's novel, um, Tale for the Time Being, um, which I teach quite often. And Ruth's a character in the novel and she's just banging her head against a particular problem or question. And Oliver says to her, maybe you're looking too hard you know, and encourages her actually just to stop trying. And I think that's, you know, and, and it's like the effortless is a sometimes of just not tr trying can actually like a light will like illuminate, right? But I want to say, Jim, um, it's interesting. It's like, and it is, this is where it's like, there's no one right way, right? And I think you're, you're, this is implied by everything you're saying. It's like, because there are times where moving into a difficult sensation will actually give you great insight. And it actually almost help dissolve, see, like you'll see the constituent parts, but it's like when that's not working or you feel like, you know, what's, what, when if you just have to know, okay, right, that's not gonna, right now let's, let's step back. And I think when, sometimes we can move into something and if your awareness is like sharp enough, you start, you don't, it's like you start to see its components. And then also there's the, there's the access of time. You start to realize that what this feels like actually is shifting moment by moment. And then it's that also reduces its solidity and gives you ability okay. to, yeah. So they're all, but then, so it's, and there's no one, per, it's not a particular stage of meditation development. It's not person to person. It's like one person on a different day may need to do a different strategy. And that's part of the, the what comes with the meditation experience, just learning how to respond yeah, to you. how you are. Thank you for mentioning that. I think there was one other thing that when I first learned meditation, the instructor said uh, to look at a picture. I think there's a picture in the wall and we were just playing with the energy and describe the picture. And then he said, now I want you to really look at it, really look at it and bring energy to it or scrutiny. And what do you see? And I felt like I saw more just with that instruction. But I, I suppose seeing more isn't always helpful um when examining like sometimes backing off that energy at least that's what i'm discovering um that i you know it's not always um for every situation it's not always important to see every nook and cranny i guess and i think you know just adding on to this it's like when I feel like my awareness is too narrow and I'm going into an unpleasant sensation, it's actually making it tighter. 
I eventually often come to realize that the awareness was coming from a very ego-centered place. It was like the self trying to get rid of some sensation. It was trying to get control or do something to it that was very ego-centric. And so it's like going, there's a whole nother, right? So I think awareness that's not coming from an ego place, whether it's spotlight or lanterns, all fine, right? It's just, the, I think it's like a cue when awareness feels tight and it's creating more tightness that you may be actually bringing a kind of self-centered energy to your awareness mm. practice. And that may be a, another reason just to, to soften. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's interesting. Meditation is so simple and yet so, there's so many subtleties and it's not to make it comp overly complicated. It's just, just like learning, I guess, music or something, just a lot of different. Yeah. Just get the feel. You have to get the feel for things. This um, reminded me, especially when you were talking about a tale for a time being, I forget if it was, it was sometime during that class. I remember you talking about um, kind of shifting the language of let go because I mean, similar to what you were saying tonight, it's kind of, well, what does that mean and everything, but shifting from let go to let be. And I think that's something that I, I keep coming back to it kind of related to what, um, I guess Jim and Sylvia were just saying too. So I just, you know, mm -hmm. thought of that as well. Thank, yeah, thanks, Casey. I, it was so good to have you in that class. Um, but but um, I actually, in a way, I think just like I've been kind of redressing my neglect of concentration in a few recent classes, I actually feel like I'm trying to re recuperate the word phrase let go for myself, you know, because I think I've been so averse to using it because I worry about how people kind of misinterpret it that I've been emphasizing let be, but I think some people actually have been interpreting let be as like, okay, just like dwell with the, the, the bad thing, like just like get into it, you know? <laughs> and so you know, the real thing is like, no cue is foolproof. You know, ultimately you just gotta get the feel because every, every kind of way you talk about meditation can be used in multiple ways. Um, so I think let be is actually a beautiful way of thinking of what we're doing, but I think I also want people to sense like, there's actually something dynamic about this awareness. It's supposed to move, you know, it's not just supposed to get stuck and like dig into something. Yeah. Maybe that's good for tonight. Last call. Okay, well, so I look forward to seeing some of you here in person. And uh, by the way, I was in such a frazzled state when I started that I forgot to hit record. So I think the first few minutes of the meditation aren't there, but all the important parts are there. So, um, and I think these remarks are worth, I'm gonna post just, this, I think some of this conversation will be helpful to some people, so I'll post it too. So thank you all. This class wouldn't be anything worthwhile without you, your presence and your voices and your, it's, like, it's so valuable. I, I feel much gratitude, so thank you. Um, can we sit for half a minute? Just, yeah, I like that. Just ending on a moment of silence and then we'll say goodnight.
All right, my friends. Good night. Take care.